November 21st, James chapter 5, verses 1 through 20. Look here, you rich people. Weep and groan with anguish because of all the terrible troubles ahead of you. Your wealth is rotting away, and your fine clothes are moth-eaten rags. Your gold and silver have become worthless. The very wealth you were counting on will eat away your flesh in hell. This treasure you have accumulated will stand as evidence against you on the day of judgment. Or listen, hear the cries of the field workers whom you have cheated of their pay. The wages you held back cry out against you. The cries of the reapers have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have spent your years on earth in luxury, satisfying your every whim. Now your hearts are nice and fat, ready for the slaughter. You have condemned and killed good people who had no power to defend themselves against you. Dear brothers and sisters, you must be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Consider the farmers who eagerly look for the rains in the fall and in the spring. They patiently wait for the precious harvest to ripen. You too must be patient and take courage, for the coming of the Lord is near. Don't grumble about each other, my brothers and sisters, or God will judge you. For look, the great judge is coming. He is standing at the door. For examples of patience in suffering, dear brothers and sisters, look at the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We give great honor to those who endure under suffering. Job is an example of a man who endured patiently. From his experience, we see how the Lord's plan finally ended in good, for he is full of tenderness and mercy. But most of all, my brothers and sisters, never take an oath by heaven or earth or anything else. Just say a simple yes or no, so that you will not sin and be condemned for it. Are any among you suffering? They should keep on praying about it. And those who have reason to be thankful should continually sing praises to the Lord. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And their prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make them well, and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other, and pray for each other, so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and wonderful results. Elijah was as human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for the next three and a half years. Then he prayed for rain, and down it poured. The grass turned green, and the crops began to grow again. My dear brothers and sisters, if anyone among you wanders away from the truth and is brought back again, you can be sure that the one who brings that person back will save that sinner from death and bring about the forgiveness of many sins. Our lives are shaped by those that love us, and our lives are shaped by those that refuse to love us. The sweetest music that reaches to the highest heaven 
is the beating of two hearts that truly love each other. To love abundantly is to live abundantly. And to love forever is to live forever. Love is the doorway through which the human soul passes from selfishness to service. Love does that. The three most profound words in human speech is God is love. The Bible says it's beyond human comprehension. Love is more than the characteristic of, of God. God is love. He does not try to love you. He cannot help but love you because that's what he is. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God is love. It is a concert that surpasses the knowledge of men. No man can adequately describe it. No man can adequately understand it because the Bible says it surpasses knowledge. There are three kinds of love. Which kind do you have? There's the if kind of love. If you do this, I'll love you. If you succeed, I'll love you. If you come up to my expectations, I'll love you. The because kind of love. I love you because you're intelligent. I love you because you have money. I love you because you're beautiful and you're handsome. And then there's the in spite of kind of love, God's love. I love you in spite of your failures. I love you in spite of your miserable past. I love you in spite of your weaknesses and your faults. God's love, I loved you, faults, failures, and all. When God saw you through the eyes of love, he was looking at your potential. He was not looking at your past. Those of you who are going through indescribable circumstances. When you see God and God sees you, Lift up your heads and rejoice. The best is yet to be. Every battle you go through, every heartache you endure, every tear you shed makes the love of God richer and purer in your life. People will stop loving you. Husbands will abandon their wives and wives will abandon their husbands without cause. Parents will abandon their children. Man's love will fail you, but the love of God will never fail you. God the Father loves you with an everlasting love. He will never give up on you. He will always be there when you call. He'll put his arms around you. He'll heal you in the darkest night. He will whisper, I am with you. Be bold, be strong. I will never leave you nor forsake you to the ends of the earth. But the mark of Christianity is being to love the unlovable. That's the love of God. And you can't do that unless the love of God is in you. Love is not what you say. Love is what you do. You're not living until you discover the love of God. And when you find it, let it baptize you. Explode in your life. 
and it will bring to you a personal growth and development and spiritual prosperity you didn't know a human being could have.